Where would you locate the beginning of the new covenant? It seems obvious, the birth of Jesus. But maybe, maybe a little early than that. Maybe the Annunciation to Mary, when Jesus first began to take shape within her womb. But the early teachers of the church moved it back even farther than that, some 13, 14, 15 years before the Annunciation to Mary's own conception in the womb of her mother. And they said that was the beginning of the new covenant because at that moment, God worked in a very powerful way anticipating the death and resurrection of Christ to set her free from original sin so that when the eternal word of God, all holy, all perfect, all pure, came into this world, he would have no contamination from a person with original sin. She was set free for the sake of our redemption, for the sake of Christ. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be without original sin? It's hard to imagine, isn't it? Because we're born sinful and we're born into a world of sin. But just imagine if you didn't have that darkening of your mind so that whenever you thought about things, you thought about them from God's point of view and not from our sinful point of view. Or what about your desires, your will, not being so weakened that we easily veer away from the will of God? What if you were always able to say yes to God's will in even the very smallest parts? What if your heart was always filled with love and exultation for God? Well, we don't, we don't know a life like that, but we believe that Mary did, and we honor her today, but it's always a Christological feast, isn't it? It's always oriented toward what she was to do in God's plan, who she was. And what she did, it, it, it boggles the mind, that she gave flesh to the eternal word of God. God needed her to provide that human nature for the eternal word. And so that's why the church honors her. Sometimes our Protestant brothers and sisters maybe wonder, well, why do we pay so much attention to Mary? It's because of what she did in God's plan. She is nothing of herself, but because of God's use of her in the incarnation, she becomes an indispensable part. And therefore, we honor her in a special way. We seek her intercession and her prayers. The early teachers like to make contrast Adam and Christ, the new Adam. And so logically, Eve and Mary as the new Eve. Just as our reading says, she was the mother of all the living born into sin, so Mary is the mother of all those who are born into the grace of Christ. So she really is a mother. We know that from the cross where Jesus said, to John representing all of us this is your mother but we can also reason to it from that sense that she is the new Eve our first reading 
is certainly one of the, the great texts of genius in our human history. Chapter 3 of Genesis where some unknown uh, mystic uh, came to a sense, certainly in a pictorial language, not intended to be taken literally, but a sense of, of God's love for the human family, God's love for Adam and Eve, and then the rupture of that relationship in the disobedience and the pride and the sin of Adam and Eve. And what's always been very important to me is the results, the first results of that sin. I don't know if you picked it up in the reading. It doesn't tell us the first part. The first part before the reading takes up, the author says God would come in the cool of the evening and would walk with Adam and Eve in the garden. So a beautiful image of God's intimacy with them and their total at-homeness with God and God's desire to be with us. But then after the sin, God comes into the garden and what happens? He can't find them. They're hiding. They're so ashamed of their sin. Isn't that what sin does to us? It makes us ashamed to come into the presence of God. That's really the first effect of sin, that it distances us from God. And that's why it's so destructive, because it ruptures that intimacy, which for us was begun with our baptism. When we were baptized, we were like Adam and Eve in a certain sense, not not fully, but we were like them. We were without sin, intimate with God. But then when we choose to sin, we distance ourselves. We push God back or we run off and hide from God. And so the redemptive work of Christ is to draw us back, to, to allow us to stand unashamedly in the presence of God and with Mary to give praise and exhortation to God. So this day, I think we rejoice in her role. We rejoice in what God has done for us in baptism and in the other sacraments as we continue to move on in Christian life. And then we pray in a special way uh, for our nation on this, our patronal feast.